0: hello again shaboom shaboom welcome back to black Our couch reviews i'm your host christina we are here to discuss viking season 2 episode 8 entitled boneless written by michael hurst of course directed by carrie scoglin i give this a solid 9.2 out of 10 a lot going on between wessex cadigate and all of the political maneuvering that is occurring between both Ekbert and Ragnar, King Horek certainly is also trying to counter maneuver Ragnar, who he very much feels is a threat to him. And he is getting a little bit more outwardly impatient. But at the same time, he is not a man that seems to have much of any substance other than the title that he has been given. Before we jump into the recap, wherever you listen to this podcast, Podbeans, Stitcher, Apple podcast Amazon, go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review, my social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. And if you want to send feedback for Vikings or any other show that I do, blackercouch at gmail.com. We begin with Aslaw going into labor a very difficult labor but eventually with the help of Siggy does give birth to a son but by her expression something is wrong king horick pressures lagatha about when they are going to go west again but she maintains she has to set her affairs in order and her ships and he says yeah but how long bjorn not more not less
1: if my answers frighten you, Vincent, then you should cease asking scary questions.
0: Lagatha notices something going on between Torin and her son when she comes to inform him that your father has another child. He admits that she is a servant and a slave, but he is in love with her. She also is momentarily, Lagatha that is, bittersweet by the news that Ragnar has another son. Not because she is upset or unhappy for his situation but she isn't the wife giving those children to him the one thing she also could not do ragnar greets his son and sighs that her prophecy did indeed come true he also bit the umbilical cord which was absolutely gross but i uh, stand his his commitment to that honored tradition i suppose horick once again presses lagatha about time and points out that ragnar isn't going to see them all as equals but they are equals but sometimes one cannot be more equal than the other something they must remind him of whereas i felt he needed to be reminded that this is the woman that didn't see ragnar for like 12 fucking years and came to his aid one of the only allies that came to his aid the mother of his son and you think that you're gonna turn her now there is a point to be made that lagatha has her own uh things to bring to the table and thus should be consented or, or conference with in regards to decision making but if you and this is exactly what he's Trying to do saddle up to this woman, thinking that even if she were to agree about Ragnar's tactics, she's not gonna turn on him. This is this is Lagatha. Siggy sees her off, gives her a coat for the journey, but she wants to know what is wrong with Ragnar's son. Siggy remains loyal to Aslog's confidence. Rolo and Bjorn train, or maybe it's just an excuse to see Rolo in soggy pants and no
1: shirt. Not from the top, make it drop. That's some wet ass pussy. Now get a in a mop, That's some wet ass I'm talking rob, rob,
0: rob, that's some wet ass Watching Lagatha's ship sail away, Rolo admits that his mother is amazing. <laughs> Bjorn's like, I know, she raised me. I also know that you were in love with her once. He says it's wasted, but he says love in itself is never wasted, even if it's not returned. Bjorn believes Ragnar, Bjorn, and Rolo are descended from Odin, which gives the man pause. And I'm wondering if he is considering what his destiny should be as the son of Odin, or if he is surprised that Bjorn considers himself to be a man of the gods I'm not sure how to take his expression in regards to that, that revelation. Ragnar considers his choices as in their culture, babies born with disabilities in a society dominated by a warrior type of mentality. Economically, they survive by raiding. They are very much a physical type of society and so of course Ragnar thinks that the merciful thing to do for his son is to allow him to die like many other animals would of their weak or sickly but Aslok says while agreeing that she doesn't want to discard her son in Wessex, Aethelwulf is fond of Athelstan as he calls out his tardiness and informs him of their guest, Lady Quinwith is her name, but in the future, you will just hear me call her. It's not Lady, it's Princess Quin- Quinwith, uh, but I'll be calling her Princess Kinslayer. She killed the natural born heir of the deceased king, who is also her brother, And now there are squabbles and a civil war afoot in Mercia over who is going to take the crown. And King Egbert intends to take advantage of one of the richest kingdom's chaos. Ragnar, still full of indecision on a boat and sorrow, decides at dusk to grab his son, take him to the woods, tell him there's no other choice and leaves him. But Aslog had followed and recovered him. What is the whole thing of you was saved by the gods? (laughs) Because I'm like, didn't you see her trailing you? I don't think it was the gods that saved you. It was her. Lagatha, looking badass with her warriors arrives back home to her earldom where Einar, the late king's uncle, question mark, has been keeping things locked down. But he is not too pleased to hear that she is going raiding with King Horek and Ragnar, but everyone else is. Right.
1: This is your celebration.
0: Times. Back in Wessex, Athelstan catches the eye of the Kinslayer who wants to know at dinner if pagans sacrifice humans, which they do every nine years, and if they have sex freely, To which Athelstan says they don't have the same social confines as we do. Athelstan trying to be Christian pushes aside his own carnal urges looking at the woman while Judith over there looking all types of wide-eyed. Princess Kinslayer tells Eckbert never fear for her brother's passing for the Pope has honored him as a saint. King Eckbert asks, was he not very virtuous? Well, he raped me when I was twelve. Bishop Edmund was all of us. Like, oh, well, that answers that. She is very astute, though, despite her very salacious, salacious personality. She knows that Eckbert wants a hand in affairs with Mercia, invited her there because he wants to be on the side that is going to win the Civil War and she could certainly use his help, even though she will win without it. Eckbert intends to send Aethelwulf to advise her and hire Northmen to aid her fighters. She tells Aethelwulf, in front of his wife, I would gladly open my gates to your handsome son. We-
1: talk dirty to me
0: lagatha babes as einar watches back in her earldom amused she invites the man in to see the thing in which he will never enjoy as she explains what plan what plan we concocted to kill my husband so that you would marry me he was just crazy he's just a crazy person you did what needed to be done And if you think you can threaten me with that knife, know that the only person you could kill was a dying man. And if your family respected you, they would have made you Earl. Killing me would lose the only little bit that you have left. Now get the fuck out of my face. Siggy asks Aslog back in Kattegat what is wrong with her son as many are talking and gossiping you can't hide the truth forever so Aslog shows the mango legs of young Ivar and Siggy agrees that letting the child die is better than living in a world where he won't be able to walk I'm glad that we had a reinforcement from someone from the outside that is a woman herself and a mother to know that Ragnar is not being cruel Back in Wessex, Princess Kinslayer drains all the cum humanly possible out of King Eckbert, but she is so sex-crazed, addicted, clearly unsatisfied, so he decides to send in three guards to appease her appetite while he goes and finds his bed. In Cadigat, among beautiful cynic shots, Ragnar accepts Ivor the Boneless, Floki is traveling with Horik as he is haunted by darker gods. The same dark gods that play King Horik, which I'm guessing are deception and intrigue. Floki clearly adores Loki, who is the god of mischief. Tora and Bjorn are in kid love as they pledge their love to each other. Everyone is preparing for this journey. Siggy seems forgiven by Rolo. I really love the music and the dramatics. Si- I knew I was not going to say that word right. <laughs> Dramatization of the scene because it's a real visceral feeling of uh, this may be the last time you see these people alive and you see them all doing the tradition uh, that we saw them do in the first episode of sharing that bowl of water. Ew. On the boat trip, Horik oh, goes for Floki. Wanting him to be his boat builder to take away something Ragnar has. He says he can't be bought with riches. Ragnar treats him good. But he says, I can treat you better. Ragnar is feeling bubbly because he knows Athelstan is alive and he's going to get to see his boo. Rolo is playing the attentive uncle to Bjorn. More so than his father. Egbert tells Athelstan that Ragnar, his friends, they're here when he is doing his thing in his, uh, he's transcribing in his little room there where he loves to be by himself. It's like, Hey, so your friends are here. I hope I can. I saw Ragnar's banner, by the way, just so you know, because we both have a thing for him. I hope to negotiate him with him because he seems like he's intelligent. However, because he says he is reasonable. So I, I have still contacted King Ayla. So whatever happens next, I will not be defeated. Just just so you know, I want to work with him. But I'm also not afraid of sending my troops after him to take his life. Athelstan tries to go back to his writings, but he is visibly shaken and did that ink make a heart shape? Tensions rise back at the camp as Ragnar doesn't even think to consult Lagatha or Horik about his choice to send Torsten to tell the king of their arrival as he doesn't want to fight, which is exactly the reason King Horik shows up because he says he wants to fight. Cause he says that the other king betrayed him but because Ragnar don't believe a goddamn word he says out of his mouth he's like yeah no <laughs> King Hora gets up in his face and says uh what you want me to call oh well he's gone I can't call him back now so um my bad as he's eating that chicken he didn't give a fuck it's like, I know exactly what I'm doing. And Horek's like, we're not equals. He's like, what you gonna do as you slam down your, your axe and run off? Well, do you think that these men are really going to continue to follow you? You know damn well you're two against one. And all of those ships and those boats ain't even coming from fucking you. So Floki runs off to talk to King Horek, but notice that he and Ragnar, they caught eyes before he did so aetherwolf comes to offer talks with the exchange of hostages ragnar says we will all come to the villa to meet with the king he tries to keep his enjoyment in check but he's too happy when he finds out athelstan is proven correctly to be alive when he gets his arm ring he's like i gave him this y'all look see it's that it's athelstan's <laughs> It's clear that Aethelwulf wants to, Aethelwulf kind of even admires Ragnar a little bit because he's absolutely like, yeah, I've heard enough a lot about you. My father wants to, to work with you. You know, you seem like you're a pretty reasonable person. You're able to appreciate or love and treat well a Christian man. So there's something good to be said about you. And and the two men two men walk away with a respectful deal in place. It's just too bad that King Horik sent men to ambush Aethelwulf led by his son Elendir. And Ragnar can't say shit for not consulting him cuz he just did the exact same thing. So now they're forced to fight. And that is what Horik wants, a fight. He's just so stupid. I, I like, I don't know how you can possibly roll up, not have any idea of the enemy you're dealing with and think you're just going to fucking beat your enemy. And, oh, he's, He gets on my nerves, him and that weird looking son of his. Elendir is so fucking Elendir. He's so weird. He's like, I right, congratulations on your son. I'm like, get your bitch ass face out of here. <laughs> I just cannot deal with either person because they're so they don't think three steps ahead and that's that's the issue you when your leadership is not even is not capable of thinking three steps ahead you you got a little bit of a problem on your hands because you're going to continue to deal with them putting you in idiotic and detrimental positions particularly to themselves while they they get out scot-free I honestly think that Ragnar is done with Horik. He he doesn't respect him. He hasn't lived up to anything that he's ever said. He's not a man of his word. He didn't help, you know, with the situation with the Alborg. Then he wanted him to grovel back to the man that he himself was disrespected against due to King Horik making him, them enemies that's what he likes to do he likes to make enemies of his vassals and have them fight each other on his behalf and the shit with Athelstan was like the bridge that came too far like bitch you lied to me said that Athelstan betrayed us like what the what the hell what the absolute hell and so that's how the episode ends but it is not the end of this uh, podcast because we do have feedback. So let's hop into the mailbag.
1: Mail, motherfucker. What up, Cena? It's Mimi. This is Feedback Vikings, episode eight of season two. Uh, I told Shy that I got... I'm not waiting on anybody. I am going in hard on these Vikings, but I do think I'll be able to slow down because before I didn't have anything to watch, but my shows are coming back at least, you know, shows that I'm watching. Like I don't know that I'll necessarily enjoy the whole season, but I'm watching, I'm starting to watch the new season of, uh, 911. I'm caught up to this week, so I have to watch nine. But also Quantum Leap started a new, like, I don't know if I ever told you, but Quantum Leap was my thing. Like, I, I remember it was my beginning obsession with sci-fi. I don't know if I was just, I think it was just being sheltered. We really were just hanging out with our, each other, like me and my siblings. We didn't have other friends and, you know, we moved around so much. It was hard to be, to meet people um, and I was kind of shy back then, so I didn't know what kind of interest i had i you know, I think if I'd had a different upbringing, I probably would have been a comic book nerd like like you and and uh Sasha, but i you know it was just not something I was familiar with until I got into adulthood. so you know, Quantum Leap was a show that I've always loved, and you know. I remember randomly tweeting like six years ago, if y'all gonna bring something back, why don't y'all remake Quantum Leap? And then like a couple years, no, last year, I was like, man, I know y'all keep making all these reboots, but the one I've been asking for ain't being made. Like I told y'all Quantum Leap and then someone, um, that I, that follows me was like, oh, this coming out in, uh, September of 2022. And I was like, oh my God. And then it started and I recorded Quantum Leap. Like, I was so ready for it that I recorded it. And I guess I recorded the wrong one, the older one. I didn't record the new one. So it started and I missed a couple of episodes. So I'm, I'm going to see how I feel about that. I'm going to watch the first episode later on today after I send this recording. But hopefully, I don't want to get so far ahead of Shy that, like, i I don't have anybody to talk to about it, or me and you, Christine end up having to talk offline uh, out of the group chat because I don't wanna spoil anything for her. so I'm gonna try to slow down because I'm a, I think it's only 10 episodes in this uh, season two and I'm already on episode nine. So I'm gonna try and slow down. but i I like I would say I enjoyed this episode. It wasn't as interesting until towards the end for me. But I did enjoy. I loved that I finally got the child I was looking for, the one that I'm familiar with, because the actor that plays him as an adult is fine as fuck. I don't know how he's gonna look, be in this episode or in this in this series because, you know, you know, his deformity. But I know his face is. On point. Okay. I remember seeing him in something else. And I was like, that motherfucker is fine as hell. And Darren was like, oh, he's in Vikings. I'm like, oh, so maybe I should watch. God, he looks good. But I mean, he's a baby. Um, and when she was like, you know, he's going to grow up to be a monster. That's so sad that deformities like that were considered, you know, to be a monster. I was like, because it's like metaphorically, someone could grow up to be a monster and look like a regular human being, they could just be an evil piece of shit. You know, it happens. Humans are trash. And for you to just uh, assume that someone that's not, I guess, what is the word I'm looking for? Like, beautiful, like, symmetric, you know, functioning human. Like, they have, there's no abnormal traits. Then they're going to be uh like a beautiful great person like I don't know clearly like the the lines of morality and the things that you know makes a good human clearly has changed over the years um because I mean I don't even think it's over the years I just think it's based off who you talk to everybody has a different opinion of what a great human being would be um murdering wasn't considered something that was considered innately evil but then again people were going to war and fighting you know literally for their food we don't have to do that anymore so you know maybe morality changes with the circumstances and the times i don't fucking know i I never pretend to be a great debater or a history buff because i am neither of those things um but i finally got the kid i was looking for and he's the baby who would have known and and that it just I also just realized like when you go to Vikings on hulu there's a picture of a person that's uh like I guess the thumbnail I don't know what you call it but all this time I'm looking like damn Ragnar looks weird like why is he head shaved. He's just, he looks so peculiar. And then I just, literally just realized that that's fucking Bjorn. <laughs> it's not fucking Ragnar. What a dumbass. It's so funny to me. <laughs> but anyway, so back to this uh, actual episode since I've been rambling on for six minutes. Do, uh, pause it to get my mind together. Uh, so I just wanted to just do the bullet points. Um, so like I, I went back and I watched a scene that I was confused about because I was remember As long she was like, uh I told him uh that if, you know, we do it in three days I'm gonna bury you a monster. So I guess if they would have waited to her next cycle, she would have not had a monster i don't know but then um i was like okay so it must have been a scene that we didn't see because ragnar admitted that you know you told me this your prophecy came true like but at this point dude like why would you not believe her i, I i'm just not understanding why he would think she was wrong because you've had this happen Like, right. so far everything she says has come true so Why would this be any different? I just, it didn't, it didn't make sense to me. (laughs) So, I don't know. I know he said uh, in the episode, the last episode, that, you know, I just want to feel you, I guess. You know, it makes sense. You know, you could be dead. So could my sons. Um, And clearly some time has passed um, since then. So, you know, and even in the last episode, I think maybe some time had passed because they were, you know, training and whatnot. So clearly... It was just a conversation they had offline. I don't know. I still don't like Aslog. She still gets on my nerve, But I do appreciate her, you know, wanting to keep the baby. And Ragnar couldn't kill him, which, you know, (laughs) it's probably good. Because I don't know how I would feel about a man, no matter how much of a hero he's supposed to be, that could just kill their kid like that. Even if they feel like they were doing it, you know, for their own the child's own good. I mean, because if you're saying the kid's gonna die, I would rather like if you're gonna pass away naturally or just life. Like, cause the reason like wild animals, like yes, humans are animals, but we're not wild animals. We don't have to live off the land. They kill young that can't walk because. You're going to die. I would rather kill you now before you get eaten by something because you can't defend yourself or you can't run when we need to run. Like, that's not even the same thing. If y'all were defenseless, wild animals, yes. Killing your young who can't support themselves is probably going to be the, the the most sane and the most humane thing to do. But that's not where we are now, sir. So, you can't use that as, as a reason to want to child, to kill your child. I thought he was going to put the baby in the water. Because um, I know that's what they do with cats or, like, uh, not cats, maybe cats. Just, like, when people have, like, kittens or, or puppies that they can't support or whatever, I know they used to drown them in the water. Like, that's what they used to do. At least I remember reading something to that effect. So I thought he was just going to put the baby in the water and, like, you either freeze to death, or you drown, probably drown first, unless you, like, because they say babies can swim, so the baby might be able to just swim, but I thought that's what he was going to do, but then when he picked up the axe, I was like, are you fucking kidding me, and then, like, I I just don't understand why he, does he not remember that his, uh, current wife is, uh, a seer, she can see the future, I, I don't know, but, there she comes to pick up the baby. Um, I just, I, I guess I just can't comprehend, like, I don't know. Like, if if my husband tried to kill my child after I told him that I didn't want you to, that would, that would put a rift between us. Like, and if, even if you didn't succeed to kill him, but you attempted to and I stopped you, or you couldn't do it and you just left the baby in the middle of the woods, which is what Ragnar did, like, this this puts a, a strain on our relationship, and I don't know that I can trust you with our kids anymore, and I wouldn't want them to be around you, and then, like, grow, the baby growing up knowing that your dad wanted to kill you, like, all that shit is, I don't know, all that shit is really a lot. I, I don't know what's in store for for relationship between Asla and Ragnar, and honestly, I don't care, but I got the son I was looking for. I just, I didn't know if he had picked him up along the way, if he would have adopted him, or if he was really, truly Ragnar's son. So, got that. So now that means what he, they have, it looked like there was three kids, three babies. Yeah, because she had a baby when they were in, like, on the run because of, uh, you So, so that's four sons. So now Ragnar has five sons? Okay. Bjorn being the oldest, because Bjorn is, okay, according, okay. According to your logic, Bjorn is supposed to be 15 right now. He looks fucking humongous. But, you know, I've seen 15 year olds that look like that. So, that's how old he is. So, 15, and then the youngest, just born. Okay, so he has a span of 15 years between all his kids. All right, got it. And um, now we can move on from there. Let's talk about Bjorn and his new girlfriend who's a slave. I hope he bought her. Otherwise, what's to stop other men from just having her whenever they felt like it? You know what I'm saying? Like, I know you're in love with her. I know she you lo- She clearly loves you, too. What. What's not to love? But if she's a slave girl, then, you know, she still has to work, I don't know, she was up there with the other wives and the moms, uh, watching the ship sail away, so, I'm assuming he did purchase her, you know, it's, it's good, and I love the way, uh, Lagatha was like, what, what is this, what are you to my son, <laughs> that was, so she picked up on that shit quick as hell, uh, I think the difference between her and Ragnar, is they both very observant, but Ragnar wouldn't have said anything. He would have just been fucking peep, being a peep at time. <laughs> um, what else? The other thing I guess is, okay, so Siggy, I, I want to root for her, but like Rolo's been looking fucking good. When him and Bjorn was fighting and he had his shirt off, I was like, that motherfucker is fine. Jesus, Lord, has he always looked this good? I feel like he used to didn't look this good. I could be wrong, but he looks really fucking good. And uh Siggy their relationship—is she still sleeping with King Horik? Because I'm gonna need it to stop. Once, once Rolo like confronted her about it, I was like, okay, girl, you gotta stop. I don't think he wants you to do that for him, but I don't know because in this last, the last couple scenes, like, I I never took. Uh, like I understand, like both Lagatha and, and Ragnar are, are both, um, earls, but Horik is a king. So I was like, y'all can never be equals. So when Ragnar decided he was gonna send a message to King of Wessex saying, you know, um, let's talk, I was like, yeah, you fucked up. But I didn't, I didn't know what to expect, but it seems as though, no, like, if I'm, understanding the scene correctly no matter what would have happened whether the king says we're equals and we should talk he has sent his son to ambush the the prince right am i right like that's what happened so that's interesting um but i think <laughs> the turn of events what's going to be the fucking kicker in this is that new princess the i I actually had the fucking, um, captions on, and I see, like, uh, Appleton, like, that, his name looks fucking ridiculous, like, these names are weird as hell, Appleton, really, Appleton is a better name, I'm just saying, um, and then, Athelwolf, uh, Athelwolf is, is the king, so, like, now that I know how to, like, I can see how to spell the names, I can say it better. But that's not in there. I still feel like Appleton is a better name, so that's what I want to call him. <laughs> but anyway, um the the princess that killed her brother because he raped her. Like, I feel like the the fight for that throne was inevitable. I mean, maybe she was like she could kill him so easily because he was never really truly a brother to her. So I feel like that's the family's fault. Y'all should have made them siblings more close and your son was clearly a piece of shit that raped his 12 year old sister so he deserved to die but she is like such a hoe bag I love it and she's not even ashamed to be a hoe bag the way she was looking at Appleston <laughs> hilarious but I this is this is what I'm thinking like it sounds like she's just as intrigued by the pagans as Appleston so I'm thinking that She's going to be the key to turning the ties with King Horik and actually King of uh, the King of Wessex, whatever his name is. is that, I don't remember, but I think I'm going to like her. We'll see how that goes. Her and her insatiable sexual appetite. Hilarious. Um, the other thing was a- Appleton because I know right now, like, I feel like he's in a position to what, where he needs to. He needs to be a Christian or he's gonna die. Like, that's just the bottom line. But I, I think, honestly, that he actually does still care about Ragnar. And I think he still might actually, like, he, he's, I think he's still going through a crisis of faith. And he so more so wants to be, um, with the pagans. I don't know. He might still have, want to be a Christian. That might be true, but, I'm I'm starting to, to to get the feeling that maybe he doesn't necessarily want to um return to Christianity. I don't know, but we will see. I think he's playing a game right now, um, because he doesn't have a choice. Um and then the last thing I'm talking about is, is uh Lagatha with the guy and I'm pretty sure that was the guy who cut off the king. Yeah, he he admitted. Like she stabbed him in the eye and old dude chopped his head off, and he was like, if you won't let me have you, I will, I will kill you, or skin you, or cut your face, or some shit he said like that, I was like, you don't even fucking mean that shit, she didn't even look threatened, he seemed so pathetic, it was hilarious, um, what else, I think that's all, um, all the points I want to get across, since I spent six minutes talking about nothing, but anywho, um, I'll end it here, until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic, queen of the couch, Mimi out.
0: That was Queen Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. Some things I cannot address, just mildly interesting, but a few things I can. Uh, Ivar being a monster, that's a prophecy, but it doesn't necessarily have to do. And I do mean it doesn't necessarily have to do with his deformity, but being unable to walk, uh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I get it for a modernized mindset. We would never even consider it. But in the in the place in which they, they go, they know that this is not a place for the weak. This is not a place for people to be physically infirm. I mean, just think about it. All of the old men, women, well, actually all of the old men and informed men don't even get to go raiding. So what kind of life? I think that's what they're more concerned about is what kind of life can you have? Like, she's the only one that called him a monster. I don't think Ragnar sees him as such. Uh, And I think that he didn't probably buy what she was telling him about this prophecy because she's a little manipulative. And he might've thought she said it out of spite. Like she'd be telling him like, I see a vulva with this in my eye. And she only likes to drop that shit when it's convenient for her. So I could see him being like, yeah, well, you say that. It doesn't mean it's necessarily true. Um, I think the history of war always comes down to power, greed, and resources. But my head is starting to actually throb. So I'm not going to go too far down that rabbit hole right now. But the whole societal mindset in regards to the handicap it's just, it's an unfortunate case. When I think about the the Spartans, which everyone got into a movie theater and watched the 300 and we're talking about how great these people were. Well, they also had a society where they would literally throw their babies that were not considered strong enough off cliffs. I ain't talking about, oh, you gotta, you can't walk. I mean, oh, you may not look like you're healthy enough. You're goodbye. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't think the 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 society of Athens, Greece is too far off from the Vikings, but it is a cruel world because people have to I mean, that is one of the great things that differentiate differentiate us from animals is that we do have the capacity to take care of our young and are old and are infirm and we don't cast them out but that it was something that very much had to be learned i mean even thinking i'm going back to the 18th century it's a relatively modern time period in victoria england where where you had um if you were poor well then it was your fault and so they punished you by making you go to the workhouse. And the workhouse was worse than being on the streets. And that's because you were just considered like if you were born infirm, that would be considered your fault. Um, so, yeah. That's all I have to say about that. Uh, he didn't Bjorn did not buy her because he cannot buy her. Uh, he she needs to be released from the person of whom owns her and yes I'm sure he could have brought that up in conversation but neither seemed to be too too caring about that cause they're in that uh they're in the the first uh teen love phase so not using their brains just using their loins all men go on raids and the women are left behind so even though she's a servant she still would be up there with the women saying goodbye to all the men <laughs> And lastly, Princess Kinslayer is hilarious. And yes, she is very intrigued by pagans. And that's all I will say about that. When she's like, don't be shy, I was like, she is hilarious. I love her. Um. That is all the feedback I can comment on. And hopefully after the next couple of episodes. You know, you'll slow your ass down that now that you watched all of the season, though, now you saw Team because now you're like, fuck. <laughs> Waiting for everybody else to catch up so you can talk about the shit, especially that finale, because I know it's I know it's hot. Uh, yeah, so I'll leave it there. I'll leave it there. If you want to send feedback, once again, blackercouch at gmail.com. My social media will be below. Remember to like, share and subscribe. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.